Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns, mowing, edging, grass cutting legend. I sure am glad to join me here on this podcast. I want to let you know what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now, I started out years ago on the YouTubes and then the TikToks and the Instagrams now and the whatnots. I got the websites, the tavendiller.com, but right now, I want to clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods on the Tavin Dillard podcast. You here? I'm here. I'm glad you joined me. Now I'm going to send it over to myself. This is like the pre-introduction, but let's get on to the real show today. I'm glad you joined me here. Bank, bank. Hey, y'all guys. It's the Tavin Dillard podcast. We into season sevens now. What in the world do you know about that? The season seven of the Tavin Dillard podcast. What that means now is the amount of a season seven that's existed so far in the history of the podcast is like 15 seconds. Like wait 15, 20 seconds into that. Like I ain't crunched the numbers. I ain't, I ain't done all scientifical on it, but I think that's about, about, about how much time we've been into season sevens. Now it's been longer because I've been talking a little more. But here we are, season sevens, episodes ones. We wrapped up. Season six just last week of the Tabby Dillard podcast. That was a Q&A. Y'all sent in the questions. I gave them answers. Uh, I hope that was helpful, getting them answers in like that away. And you can go back and listen to that. And in fact, if, if you're new to the podcast, you can pause it right here. We'll be here waiting on you. You can go catch up. I mean, like I'm telling you right now, there's six more seasons before this one. And so one thing that didn't end, one season that has not ended since the last season of the podcast ended, which was last week, is the softball season. You know, I'm on Team Burger Shed. And I could say, hey, I'm going to put a link to the new Team Burger Shed 2023 shirt with the roster on the back. But what I'm going to do today instead of all that is put a link to all my shirts. It's one link. It'll take you there in case you got to do some Father's Day shopping. Because if you listen to this on June the 13th, five days before Father's Day, you want to get them orders in if you're getting a shirt for Dad or for yourself. Uh, you can just buy it for yourself. They ain't specifically Father's Day shirts, but there's some good ones Dad might like. The other thing I have a link for is the personal video greens. I've been doing a lot of them lately. Did them last month for the Mother's Day, and now uh, orders have been coming in for the Father's Day. And you'll see that. So I wouldn't procrastinate too long on that. But the thing about that is if you do, if you need 24-hour delivery, there is a link for that. You know, them video greetings on, on the Weber site. So you'll see that. So in the show notes today of the Tavin Dillard podcast, I'm Tavin Dillard, by the way, and a podcast is like a radio show, by the way. Uh, so that's that. You will see in them show notes a link to the shirts. And I got hats and tank tops and hoodies back. Truth be told, right now I'm wearing a cannonball tank top. Cannonball champ at the city poo. That's me. Um, but And also, there's yeah, there's a poo hats and hoodies and that kind of thing. A little hot for hoodies these days, but maybe you want to get one. Uh, once it do get cold, you ready. I don't know, but that link will be there. And then the link to the, the personal greetings will be there. And, of course, what has been moving off the shelves uh, is the Tavin's bag of bacon. And maybe your dad wants some of that. It's a beautiful bag of bacon. Uh, it's a really good flavor. I've been eating it. Had some today, truth be told. Had some of the popcorn bacon. At the bottom of every bag is chopped up pieces of bacon. You know, it's like popcorn chicken, but it ain't chicken, y'all guys. It's popcorn bacon. Tavin's Bacon Bag. Link in the show notes today. What else you going to put in them show notes today? I think the only other things I'm putting are the usual things. Uh, my, my phone number, 501-322-6249. That's 501 Three two two six two four nine. Shoot me a text. I try to text y'all back. 
and then email business inquiries uh, live shows all that stuff still working on some live shows for late july i should have an update on that soon but uh my email is tabandillard at gmail.com that's how that go so that's where we at and i do have one softball game to catch y'all up on here in a little while because we played one game since the last time we talked like i said a weeks ago before you know when the q a was airing we didn't have a game and we was off that week but now this week we uh, we played since you know since the Q and A, and so I got an update on that game for the Team Burger Shed. But I went down to the City Poo, speaking of cannonballing, and I had my watermelon helmet on. I mean, it's full on summer now, y'all guys. So I got my watermelon helmet on. I'm taking my bike down to the City Poo. Coach Hicks, he had lifeguard at the City Poo. Now it's no mystery to any of y'all listening that he also run Thunder Punch. That's the boxing gym in town that he run, but he's the head lifeguard. I mean, when I was in high school, he was a PE teacher, and he also ran the uh, Long John Silvers in the county next over. So the guy's been a businessman since I knowed him, and he know how to make things happen. He's a fella in charge, and he always got a whistle. Coach Hicks always got a whistle on him. And, boy, he had to use it this week at the, at the poo already. So we get there in the morning. Everybody just ready to go. And I don't know what's going on, but the fellas, uh, JT Whitlow, Mort Dwydell, Cody Mantell was down there. I mean, we're ready to go. We're ready to get some uh, get some poo time in. So we went down there, and they were going to open it up. And, and, you know, Coach Hicks is like, hey, we got some rules here. And Mabel Childress done showed up, and she's like, we ain't babies. Just let us in like that away. Well, you don't holler at Coach Hicks and try to tell him what the rules should should be when he's enforcing the rules that is be. And so what happened to Mabel is before her day at the poo even got started, she got put on timeout, and Coach Hicks blowed the whistle on her. Tweet, Mabel, you're going to have to sit for a little bit, and you might want to stop running that mouth of yours kind of thing. Boy, gave her a suggestion, gave her a strong suggestion. You know, that's Brody's granny. Mabel Childers. So we get in there to poo, and now there's talk. You know, people are like, hey, why don't we do a little cannonball contest? And boy, you ain't got to tell me twice. So me, Mort, JT, Cody, we was all ready to go. J uh, Cody, he's in a good mood right now. Like, he came in and lowered mini truck, pulled it into the parking lot to City Poo. He got a sleeveless Guns N' Roses t-shirt on. He had some cut-off jean shorts and just some flip-flops on. But he, he happy, you know. And Cody can be a pretty mean guy, but it may be because he got a little baby on the way. You know, Lindy Ray Mantell, that's his wife. She worked down the early bird, gets the perm. She, she pregnant. She got a baby due, I guess, in September's, maybe October's. I don't know. I didn't do the counting on it. I ain't sure. But I don't I, I don't make it a habit to ask gals, hey, you pregnant? Unless they holding a baby. And then I say, hey, you must have been pregnant kind of thing. But I learned a long time ago, you don't say, hey, when you do kind of thing. Even though I know she is due, I just got in the habit of not asking because, I mean, they announced to folks we have a baby. So that's why, you know, she's growing the way she is. But they got a little gal already, Daphne. So Daphne's excited about being big sister. So Cody, anyhow, he in a good mood. I mean, he happy, you know, getting in there. He's pulling off that Guns N' Roses sleeveless shirt. I don't know if I told you he didn't have no sleeves on it, but it don't. And he getting ready to go to that diving board. And Cody, you know, got the energy and everything. Thing about it is, now people could be getting in the shallow end of the pool, but it's basically just a crowd start gathering. I mean, if you can picture it in your mind's eye, the crowd, the kiddos, the mamas, Mabel children, she couldn't get in the pool anyway. She's on timeout. But people start crowding around and saying, hey, what's going on at the diving board? Well, what was going on at the diving board was an unofficial cannonball contest. So I was ready to go. Cody went first. And Cody, athlete. 
I mean, he ain't as good an athlete as Rusty Tidwell. I don't know anybody that is, but you know, he's he a little stronger than me, a little bit taller than me, and uh, he he got some good form. You know, I've got you got to give credit where credit is due. So he get on that he get on that diving board and he get up there, and I tell you, he got the form. Like he first of all, he launched them haunches. The haunch launch was uh, tremendous. You know, I I put it in the category uh, tremendous. Now. The thing is about, if you know anything about diving boards, now I, I tell you right now, I didn't go to school for diving boards, but I've been around them enough, I probably could teach a school class on diving boards. Now, you know they made to give a little bit. It ain't like you job, jumping off your buddy's deck that got above ground poo, and it's just a wooden deck, and it don't give none. You just jumping because you need somewhere to jump off of, but you know that ain't going to give none. And if it do give, that probably mean termites in that thing. You might fall through the bottom of that, and boy, you landing in a world of hurt. But the diving board got springs on it. And what them springs do is they, they allow you to, you know, it bend down a little bit and then it bounce back up a little bit. You've seen them diving boards. So Cody get on that and he spring. And you think, boy, he's going to spring for a while. He sprang to about an 11 count. One, two, three, four. You know how to count. I ain't got to do that for you. But he got to 11s. And uh, he jumped up there so high, and he grabbed that anklage, and boy, he, he, he looking good. I mean, he got the form, he got the haunch launch, he got the distance, but what happened? Right at the end, before he hit that water, boy, them anklage, he just let go. He kind of scattered. So instead of like a cannonball, he like scatter shot. It's like boom, boom, boom. Oh, elbow hit the water. Other hand hit the water. Foot hit the water. Instead of like one solid cannonball. I mean, it's a cannonball contest, y'all guys. It ain't just see if you can hit the water kind of thing. Because all you got to do by hit the water is just fall in. You don't need no skill to do that. I mean, gravity take over and do that for you. So Cody did good. I mean, it was a good start. He's waked up. Boy, he's excited. He's ready to go. But uh, that was his cannonball. Well, then Mort Dwydell get up there. Now, you know Mort got little stubby legs. He got a long torso, carries some girth with him. His wife run Uptown Gal in town. That's a women's clothing store. They got creased bridges. They carry just about year-round now. They got them creased bridges. Uh, Meemaw got interested in them a little bit. But Meemaw, she wear momos year-round. I mean, she got fall momos, winter momos, spring momos, summer momos. Dems her favorites. But she did get interested in them creased bridges a little bit. They got yoga pants, too. Meemaw said, I do not do yoga pants. I hate yogurt. I don't like milk and i was like well i know she liked dairy but uh, i didn't want to get into her on why that doesn't matter if you don't want yoga pants but she she do she do like them crazy bitches who cares i'm just telling you that mort's wife run that store donna glenda uh, i don't know she go by donna sometimes she go by glenda she named after her mama her middle name's her granny depending on who she ain't mad at she go by that name that day so i just i just call her donna glenda glenda donna i don't know but Mort got up there. Uh, he didn't bring no kiddos or his wife. You know, he just brought himself to the poo, and he's ready to go. He was in some, he had swim trunks. Like, he knew he was getting in the water. I don't know if Cody just drove by and saw the city poo open or what happened with him. But Mort get up there, and Mort uh, carry girth. And, I mean, if you got some heft to you, that make a good splash. Now, I don't know if I need to tell you this, but it ain't all about the splash with the cannonball. Okay. There's the haunch launch. You need some distance. That do help. Because the distance gives you more time to get up in the air like it's away. You go so high in the air, and then you get in your form down. You got more time for people to see your form when you up in the air longer. Now, if your form is bad, maybe you don't want to be up in the air too long. But here, here's the deal with Mort. Uh, he ain't got great form. He can barely get to them ankles. You know, to get to, you're supposed to really pull your ankles uh, towards your body. 
uh, and put them knees under your chin like you getting your picture taken at jc pennies you know how you put your little fist under your chin that's where your knees supposed to be basically pretty much on a cannonball and there ain't a, there ain't a way that mort his tummy won't let his knees come up that far so mort know it everybody know it that if, if we're going for biggest splash yeah he going to win but for him he ain't got now he a party cannonballer mort's the kind of guy that if you ain't wet at the party and you would in 50 yards of that poo, you're going to get wet because his splash says, hey, Pico Boone, guess who's here? Kind of thing like that away. So Mort get up there, and them little kids and their mammies, everybody's ready for the poo. That's the good news, but nobody wet yet other than Cody Mantell who got in the pool, and Coach Hicks was up to his anklage in just a shallow end of that first step, you know, just kind of keep an eye on things. Well, Mort get up there, and... Uh, he just do one big jump. He ain't doing that 11 count or nothing like that like Cody Mantell did. And he get up there and boy, the splash, everybody wet. Everybody wet. Mabel yelled and uh, Coach Hicks just blew the whistle at her. He said, you in timeout. Like, ain't even letting her yell. Like, boy, he's really shutting her down quick. I guess he know you got to nip it in the bud before it get out of get out of control with Mabel. I know that. I think we all kind of know that. So, that's Moore's cannonball. Well, JT Whitlow's next. And I'll tell you right now, JT's a good cannonballer. I mean, he got the form. He stretched his haunches. Uh, he knew how to get that thing launched. All of them things. Think about JT, he got long toes. Now, you'd think that would help you, like, grip the, the diving board. I don't know. Now, maybe I'm wrong. This is just me putting it together. I ain't a medical toeologist or nothing like that. But he was on that board, and them big old long toes, and fingery toes, like, grabbed the, the thing, but he lost his balance. So I think it's part of it. I don't know if, if long toes give you better balance. you think they would, but all I know is he got up on that diving board, and, you know, you give him a fair shot uh, and, and no tripping, he going to put together a good cannonball. But, boy, he fell off the side of that diving board. And to start it, it was like, hey, everybody gets one turn. You know, Cody go, then he do his thing. Mort Whitell go, and then JT go, and he falled over. He didn't really get a strong cannonball, but, I mean, that was it. You know, and it was all by applause. You know, the crowd was cheering. People cheered for JT anyway, you know, because uh, we like him. But uh, he didn't win, you know, the cannonball thing. He didn't really get one together. Well, then, who does that leave next in uh, the contest? Oh, yeah, it was me. So I get up there, and I'm barefoot. Cut off jean shorts. <clears throat> Them's my favorite kind of water trunks. But I do have swim trunks, too. Uh, I had my cannonball tank top on that I'm wearing now, but I took it off, you know, for the cannonball so that I had something dry, you know, to put on after. I had my hat on. I just put it on backwards. I just turned it around backwards. Uh, it don't usually stay on with a cannonball, but, I mean, you look good going into the water. That's what I'm saying. So I get up on that diving board. And, boy, you just get excited about the new season of cannonballing. You feel that diving board underneath your feet. feels kind of like sandpaper. It's rough. You know, it's supposed to be kind of rough so you don't lose your grip. It can't be, like, slick like tile or marble floor. I mean, they just be having head injuries all day and people hitting their elbows and their knee-bows and everything else and just, like, sliding into the pool while, like, bloody and bruised, you know. So the diving board... Can you imagine J.T. Whitlow on a marble diving board? Boy, he couldn't even keep it upright on this one. So I get up there, and I feel that sandpapery, you know, texture of the diving board underneath my feet. And I get up there, and I'm like, well, I ain't doing an 11 count, and I got to stay in my lane. All of a sudden, I hear an air horn 
Well, I don't know where she got it, how she brought it in, but Mabel Childers, she owned an air horn. Er, er, like that away. Coach Hicks shut her down, blowed the whistle on her, said, you can't do it. Now, for me, here's the deal. There's a lot of things in life I can't tune out. You know, my brother Brett, you know, he come in the trailer park and he's driving a remote control car around, you know, when people are trying to sleep or just interrupting people. Uh, there's people in the burger shed when Mort Dwight L come in and he want to let people know that he got milk trait behagene and he can't have no milk. It's hard to tune all that out. But when I'm on a diving board, it don't matter none, y'all guys. I mean, Mabel Childers can be over there as ornery as ever. Blowing an air horn is all in the distance to me because it's just me and that diving board and a warder. I mean, how do you think I got that cannonball pulled off, you know, when that time uh, Mabel hit me in the elbow with a can of Easy Cheese? The forearm was great. I mean, I came up with a sore elbow and Easy Cheese on my arm and then like a message, like a little message in a bottle was that whole can of Easy Cheese just floating there in the, in the deep end with me. And Coach Hicks had to blow the whistle that day. They had to empty the poo. I mean, I don't know all the protocol for Easy Cheese in the poo, but it's similar to, you know, other stuff being in the poo, if you know what I mean. So they had to clear it out. So there I am on that diving board just thinking, boy, it's time. You know, you here. You don't. You ain't got to make a big deal out of this. Just tune out any noises. It's you, a diving board in the water. It's time to go. One, two, three. That's it. Throw little bounces. I'm up in the air. Haunches launched so hard. I was just, I was so thankful for all them frittlers I ate in the off season. I, I was powered by the apple frittler, standard glazed twist. Had a chocolate milk that morning. And I'm, I, I don't know. I thought, boy, I hope I don't hit my head on a cloud kind of thing. Luckily, it was a clear day. But I'm way up there so high, like it's away. And boy, everything just got quiet. Everything got quiet. You get up that high, it's just peaceful. I pulled the anklage up chin under my knee jc penny cheese bank bank pickle boon and i'm up there and i'm holding them knees i look over bank bank to the folks looking on shore i hit that water hat come off i come up i see the hat back on my head i turn it around front ways instead of back ways now and there's just thunderous applause thunderous applause i'm telling you mort dwidell got mabel's air horn and now he's hitting it i do hear that and i'm like oh thank you everybody appreciate you now the crowd applauded for everybody it was a good you know it's a home crowd for everybody there kind of thing but uh bottom line is uh that i won i won the informal cannonball contest and at that moment coach Hicks is like pools open he blowed the whistle everybody in the pool mabel tried to get out of a little chair he goes nope not you she she had a double timeout because she brought in that air horn later started blowing that thing so i think mort emptied that thing out uh blowing it but that's how it started and then everybody got in the pool and they did that thing you know kids try to imitate you you know kids they the future that's next generation you want to show them how to cannonball. You want them to try to get up there and get their haunches launched and get that anklage grabbed and put them knees under their chin like a J.C. Penny pitcher. I mean, you want them to do that. So I was happy to be able to set an example for them, best I can tell. Then you got Mabel Childress over there setting bad examples. Coach Hicks wouldn't stand for it. So I'm going to tell you, it's a good start to cannonball season. And then I had to go. I put my watermelon helmet back on. I was dried off pretty quick. It's a hot day. Burger shed, lawn mowing. Uh, we had our game though this week. We had our next game at uh, at the what the city fields, but we was playing Bickham's All You Can Eat Catfish Buffet. The Bickham boys, them fellas that play for Bickham's, they big old boys. I mean, Myron a big old boy, Russell Tucker a big old boy, 
JT pretty big, Mort Dwidell big, but not every single player. I mean, Bickham's, they just seem kind of like giants, sideways and tallways kind of thing. So, we was playing them, and it was a tight game. I mean, T-I-G-H-T, like it's tight, but it's also T-I-E-D, tied, like we had the same score going into fifth inning. It's three to three. I had stole the base, and I uh, so I was on second. I walked and I stowed. But we couldn't we couldn't seem to get these guys, you know, push more runs across, you know, by third, fourth inning. And then uh, a, a sharp grounder when we was on defense got hit to Myron Curtis. We had him at shortstop. And he bobbled that thing. It looked like a circus juggler, like the ball's in the air. It's like, oh, what's he going to do now? He hit it with his knee like he's a soccer player. He kneed over to JT Whitlow, who reached out and grabbed it. We got a guy coming to second. JT grabbed, uh, tagged the bag, you know, with his foot because he's holding that ball, and that's how it worked in softball. And then he turned and he throwed it. He right-handed like he throwed it right-handed because you can't be a left-handed second baseman. I'm lefty. So I'm, I'm usually in the outfield, but I'll pitch sometime. Well, JT released that softball to the first base. Mort Dwight was the first baseman, and he turned to double play. All at, at, because, and the reason how come is, it wasn't because Myron got it over to him quick, because Myron did everything you could do to make it a slow transition over from the juggling to the kneeing until finally him catching it. But the Bickham spellers, boy, they big boys, and they hit dangers, but they hit a grounder in the infield. Uh, it's going to take them a while to lumber down to first base. Boy, and that played in our favor. That's what I'm saying. That played in our favor. Myron's little 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 show he put on down at, at shortstop uh, didn't hurt us none, and we talking about it after the game. So the, so they didn't advance that inning. Still three to three. Well, we get to the sixth, seventh inning, and I'm on second, and then Mort Dwidell he got walked. He's on first, and uh, Rusty Tidwell come up, and what did Rusty do, Tavin? Rusty Tidwell did what Rusty Tidwell do. He's an athlete. I mean, he got strength, and he hit a danger, which if you're doing the math, that's a three-run danger over the center field wall into them hay bales that Chet Dilroy's junior archers practice against where they shoot them arrows in there. They don't play on game days no more. You can't have little kids that ain't got experience. They learning. They getting trained, but they ain't, they ain't good yet uh, shooting arrows when there's grown men right across that fence trying to play softball. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, you think about, hey, can I be a recipe? Uh, because you're going to cook something that's going to taste good. This is a recipe for disaster. It's going to go bad if we put them together. So the junior archers do not junior arch on days when we play softball in the evening. So them kiddos probably there on Saturdays, you know. Now it's summertime, they'd be there during the day because this goes out. But uh, that's where Rusty Tidwell's ball went. And then a kiddo ran over there because what happened, if you get the home run ball, you run it back to concession stand, you get a free, free snow cone. You know, for returning the ball. This ain't the major leagues where you keep the ball like a souvenir. No, that ain't happening. Uh, folks will run you down. Now, some folks have taken off with them, but they ain't looked on too kindly. Or something happened so bad, like when Cheryl Krubs, doggy, I think it's Jalapeno, they got a hold of one, just about ate it up and slobbered all over it. So we didn't want to touch that one again. But speaking of free snow cones, that little kid that returned Rusty Tidwell's three-run home run ball uh, wasn't the only one that got free snow cones tonight at softball field. Oh, no. Team Burger shed at the end of the game. We pushed across 10 runs. And Bickham's All-You-Can-Eat Catfish Buffet, they pushed across sevens. I know. So now, Team Burger shed with this win, puts us at five wins on the season. And we lost one times, and we tied one times. So that'll tell you that we five, one, and one. 
and we're feeling good. And we look at we look sharp in them new Team 2023 Burger Shed shirts. Now I will tell you that 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 ain't all. We we wear the classic one too. You know, kind of home in a way. We decide we we got options now. But we playing good ball. And I mean, when you play it, when you looking good, you feeling good, you playing good. Think good things happen. And that's what happened this week against Bickham's. Uh, but yeah, they can say all they want. They can talk all they want. Um, but I look back at my week and. Uh, City Poo was a success. Softball field, success. Had a good time with the fellers. I mean, it's going good. Cricket's going to try to get down there and help a little more with the concession stand, I think, this summer. You know, she busy, though, but she liked being busy. I mean, she worked at the nursing home. She delivering produce to Burger Shed in town and from her daddy's farm. So she's busy. But she's going to get down there. Good lot going on. And, and I thought it was a good night. They didn't run out of no flavors down at the concession stand. Uh, Mary Beth Tucker didn't try to bring nothing stupid to the, the concession stand that, that going to cause a mess or a fight or nothing like that. Like sometimes she get into some ideas. I mean, I ain't calling Mary Beth stupid. She's smart. She went to school for horses. She worked at the veterinary. But sometimes she get these ideas where even she would say, hey, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, we all get in there. But that's how it's going down so far. Team Burger Shed is on the upswings the way I see it. And and the summer's off to a good start. I don't know how your watermelon helmets are coming along, but uh, I've got I got to make another one this week. They last for a little bit, then you put them in the freezer. Uh, you can't wear a frozen helmet too long. Sometimes it shrink on you, so it's hard to get on your head. The other thing is, it's like a, a brain freeze on the outside. Like it'll be just, it'll feel the same as if you ate your ice cream too fast. Uh, a frozen watermelon helmet. Trust me, from experience, I know that. I know that 100%. Hey, I appreciate y'all guys joining me today because today was the first episode of Season 7 of the Tavern Dillard Podcast. And there's ways you can help me. Did you know that? You can you can rate this podcast wherever you're listening at. If there's a place to leave comments, I know there is on the iTunes. I don't know about all the other platforms. You leave a comment about that. I use those comments to help promote uh, the podcast so other folks that don't listen to it say, oh, somebody else thinks it's good. Maybe I'll give it a try. And you can share it. You know, you got a friend, enemy, mild acquaintance, you know, that kind of thing. You could wing it out to them, too. So if you could do that today, I know you busy. I know you driving, you working, you riding, you doing yard work, you on a bike trip, you doing all kinds of things, re-roofing a shed. I don't know, but I'll tell you right now, if you take a minute just to write this and share this and leave me a comment, I appreciate it real much. I mean, a ho, 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 ho bunch. That's a lot. So I appreciate that. And then... Uh, for the Father's Day, check them show notes. We got shirts. We got personal greetings. I got a bag of bacon. We got uh, my phone number, 501-322-6249. And we got my email, tabadillard at gmail.com. I sure appreciate you. And hey, if you ain't take the air horn to the city poo this week and got put in timeout by Coach Hicks, you having a pretty good week. Me, I'm Tabin Dillard. This is the Tabin Dillard Podcast. Till next time, y'all guys. We'll see you later.